Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. It's the 4th of November, and we are back with the Bible Reading Plan podcast. My name is Brendan. I am your host, and we have with us today David Jeffrey, who is our guest for the week. Um, David, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week. How has it been for you so far? Brendan, thanks for it. Hey, I got to tell you, I really was uh, pleased because, you know, I'm not a big Zoom call guy or anything. Uh-huh. and um, and then when I got your email, especially after the conversation we had about kids, um, I just want you to know I was thrilled. So, you know, it's been great. It's been great. It's a it's for me to really kind of dwell in some conversations um, scripturally and that, you know, really kind of opened my eyes up and see the possibility of the conversations that we can generate with the kids back in kids zone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you're taking some of these conversations and thinking, oh, wow, I could, that would be good to talk about with the kids. Heck yeah, I'm going to steal some of your stuff right here, Brendan. <laughs> I, I put a to what's going on in as, as long as I can steal some of your stuff. Oh, yeah, man. Whatever I'm doing. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll steal from each other. The, uh, um, uh, what's the phrase? It's, there's some quote. I forget who said it, but they said, um, um, good artists borrow material from other artists. Great artists flat out steal it. yeah then it's okay it's okay (laughs) all right we're going to be reading today from amos chapter 5 verses 18 through 24 so um i will read this and then we'll reflect on it sound good sounds good alas for you who desire the day of the lord why do you want the day of the lord It is darkness, not light, as if someone fled from a lion and was met by a bear or went into the house and rested his hand against a wall and was bitten by a snake. Is not the day of the Lord darkness, not light, and gloom with no brightness in it? I hate, I despise your festivals, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the offerings of well-being of your fatted animals, I will not look upon. Take away from me the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the melody of your harps. But let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. So, David, before we read this, you said, hey, could I, uh, could I just listen one more time to this? Because uh, you were having some, some trouble with it or some things were bothering you about it or something. I would love to hear more about what that is. Well, that's one of those um, passages that it, it was kind of, it, it was kind of startling in a way for me because you think, you know, I just kind of get that you're going through your life. You're saying that you're, um, you know, a follower and living by his commandment and you're doing all the right things and it all looks really good and everything. And, you know, success, this and that, you know, you're given 10% or 20%. I mean, just everything that's, that's kind of going on. And, but that 
and, and then really saying, you know, Jesus is coming back, you know, Jesus is coming and the Lord is, is, is coming back. And, and it's like this, maybe it's too much of a celebration of life now versus, Hey, when God comes back, the Lord comes back. It, it seems like what he's saying is, it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be really dark. At least that's how it kind of occurred to me, you know, like, like, like it's not going to be so pretty because he, he's going to see right through all of our stuff. And, and for most of us, myself included in this, I am rather concerned about that. You know, yeah. my spiritual well-being when God comes back could be, you know, like he's saying dark. And that, that's kind of, uh, you know, that was kind of, kind of set me back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think immediately of my girls, my two oldest girls, Jane and Grace, um, there are some times where I hear them fighting in the other room and they'll go back and forth saying, I'm right. No, you're right. No, I'm right. And then one of them will come forward thinking that they're right. Wanting me to come in and fix it. You know, dad, come in here, tell her, you know, I'm right. And she's wrong. And I'll be like, actually you're wrong. You know what I mean? And yeah. <laughs> it's like, I feel like it's the same sort of thing. <laughs> like these people think that they've got it all together and they're like, like, oh, you know, God, please come back. Please come back and settle all these wrongs. And Amos is kind of like, actually, you're in the wrong. Um, the right, you know, you guys are the ones who are standing in the way of God's righteousness. And you are not going to like it when he comes back. Um, when, dad, when dad comes home, so to speak, um, the, the things that you have been doing are the things that God is against. And you think that he's for them and um, you're in for an unpleasant surprise at that point. Yeah. What, what, what we were talking about with the kids too, what kind of came up is some, it, it's really great to identify and acknowledge and recognize the strengths that, that, that we have. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but what I found out over the years for me anyway, was that I, I tended to, re, to kind of hang out in those strengths, the things that look good, that worked well, a lot more than I should have kind of like, well, look at kind of this area of my life, which is, you know, maybe this outside worldly area and how dialed in it is. And, oh yeah, I'm going to church on Sunday and stuff like that. But really, really in my heart of hearts, you know, knowing that I'm going through life judging and assessing, and I don't even mean to, my, our brains are just wired that way. We're judging, we're assessing right, wrong, right, wrong, right, wrong. I like it, don't like it. And, you know, that right, wrong belief system is so prevalent that, you know, I, I think that we almost, it, it, we don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. And this passage is kind of like, kind of like trying to break through, which is like, you're kind of all delusional here mm -hmm. you know, on, you know, looking good to the outside world, but really what's happening in your heart, what's happening in those moments, what's really going on in yep. your life. Yep. So to connect it to what we read on Monday, remember with the whole covenant making with Joshua, where Joshua's like, here's what God calls you to. <laughs> you guys want to be about that? And they're like, yeah, we want to be, we'll do it. We, we want to be part of that. Line like, me up. I yeah. don't know if you guys, because if you guys really, if you guys really committed yourself to this, this is going to be a lot harder than you think. It's going to require a lot more sacrifice than you think. It's going to mean you're going to have to change the way you live. 
And right now, the way you're saying yes to this, it doesn't seem like you're very sober about this. Seems like you're just kind of flippantly saying, yes, we want to do this. Um, you guys sure you want to do this? And there's like, yeah. And now fast forward, you've got Amos telling people, you guys just, you, you know, with your lips, you know, with your voices, you said you were going to be about God's kingdom, but you haven't done justice. You know, you haven't done righteousness. You haven't actually listened to God. You've just, you know, liked the sound of your own voices. You like the sound of your own voices, this, your singing and your offerings, you know, your festivals. You love the, you know, how you guys can put on a show, but you don't have, you, you aren't putting it into practice with righteousness and justice. And so God's going to come back. And he's not going to care what you said, you know, what you said. He's going to care about who you were and what you loved and what you did. Um, not necessarily, you know, whether you sang loudly or anything like that, whether you had loud music or sacrifices or festivals. He cares about justice and righteousness. And, um, and so you're probably not, you're probably going to be in for an unpleasant surprise when he comes back because, you know, it's easy to talk the talk, but when it comes down to walking the walk, you're so far from it. And uh, I don't know. I think we have to be able to hear this for ourselves um, today when, you know, you know, I feel, especially in this area, we are surrounded by Christian culture and it's easy to kind of lull ourselves into thinking that we're doing justice and righteousness simply because we attend church, you know, we attend church services and we sing songs and we read the Bible. And I think that would be in this category of festivals and offerings and, you know, fatted animals, all this stuff. And God's like, I don't, I don't care how much you read the Bible or go to church. I, I want you to be about righteousness and justice in your lives. So I think we are probably in for a surprise when Jesus comes back to realize, oh, I didn't get points every time I read the Bible. <laughs> I thought that counted. You know, I mean, obviously, reading scripture is an important part of the covenant making process, like we talked about, of reminding ourselves of the story and then being formed into people who live it out. And, uh, and I think we stop ourselves short. You know, what comes up for me in that too, is that I've had those moments in my life that were truly covenant moments. You know, they, they happened probably seven or eight times in my life and at different points in my life where, you know, it really made who I am. But I also realized that I, I can tend to be with my righteousness fairly situational and emotional, mm -hmm. you know, versus, you know, there's the distinction righteousness is I think people get a little confused in, but I think in our hearts, we kind of know when we're truly being righteous. And when I know that I'm really being righteous is sometimes when I'm not saying a dang thing, mm -hmm. I'm not talking. I'm actually just being aware of all the thoughts in my head and the negative ones, or I'm right and this is wrong. I don't believe it, whatever it is, where now I just kind of find myself shutting up a little bit, which is pretty hard for a guy like me. <laughs> um, and that seems to be, for me, really works well, you know, yeah. just kind of restraint. 
Yeah, restraint. I think uh, for for me, righteousness would be right relationship with God and others, right? And I think it is characterized by a willingness to be silent and to listen and to let other people speak and to acknowledge other people and um, to acknowledge God and not just to be full of ourselves, right? Being right in right relationship with people means we're, you know, there's, we're practicing humility and silence, like you just said. And I think, um, you know, justice has to do with, um, you know, equity and whether we are people who are, are willing to right the wrongs in the world. And um, the fact that there's, there's some things wrong with the world we're part of and God's love demands change. And so we're willing to change the things in our life and in the world around us to reflect God's love in his kingdom. And um, th- that's pr- a pretty far cry from our typical uh, standards for what we expect from ourselves and other people as far as Christianity. I think we mostly expect ourselves to show up to church and to maybe read the Bible whenever we have a moment. Um, I think we have very little expectation of actually living in right relationship with like how often in a worship gathering, for example, do we say, Hey, we're going to pause right here. If there's anyone who has anything against you, um, we're, we're just going to pause. I want you to, to step outside, um, give them a phone call or go meet with that person, make that relationship right before we enter into worship because God cares more about righteousness than um than your your uh sacrifices you know he cares more about righteousness than your festivals or your singing and there's nothing too brendan to this that really hits home for me it makes it real which is you know we talk about being righteous and and in the world however how i kind of like look at it as there's so many things that i can't control at all matter of fact i can't control anything or anybody but there's so many things that are outside of our realm of control, so to speak. But in our daily lives, my own little life, righteousness, I, I don't have to think world, but I just know that if I'm, if I'm just even in a moment, making a difference in a moment, even if I'm by myself, that somehow or another that spreads and is, 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 is part of yeah. you know, God's plan. Yep. So, you know, it, we can do it with it's just little things. It's not like sometimes we think, you know, I want to change the world. Well, changing the world starts right in our own yeah. little backyard. Absolutely. And others and our workers. Yeah. You know, I th- man, I love what you just said about um, trying to change the world versus realizing that it starts right here with me. I mean, um, and you're right, we can't control anyone else we can't control the world but we can control how we are in the world and we can control what's going on here in me so to be able to establish righteousness and justice right in my own little orbits you know even if i live alone how do i establish righteousness and justice in my household in my own household economy you know Um, how does we make that look like the kingdom of jesus and then to then okay now we can expand a little bit farther out maybe you know what i mean to go okay how do i maybe how do i affect my my friends and my you know my job and things like that but i mean it's got to start right here internally and i i get the sense that these people are maybe like the pharisees who just have this outer shell of appearance that they're trying to uphold like 
like unaware of the stuff inside of them, but just wanting to go through the motions or just wanting to check off the boxes or, you know, polish up the outside of their shell and not willing to look inside and go, wow, um, the, the righteousness and justice God calls me to it has, is not happening in my, in my spirit. It's not happening right here in me. And, um, and that's, that's really what God wants, you know, is, is to know that our hearts are, are transforming and falling more and more in love with him and, um, and becoming more and more like Jesus. So I think I love that perspective, David. Thank you for bringing that to this passage. And um, isn't it cool how we have a conversation about something and something that at first seems kind of cloudy and um, hard to read and mysterious. It just, you know, I feel like it becomes clear as we talk about it and we, as we question and, you know, listen to each other. I just love the way that happens. And one last thing on that too, is that, um, you know, it kind of occurred to me as fear, but, you know, like, you know, when Lord comes, it can be pretty dark, but really what I, now that after this conversation, what I, what I got was, what's there for me is this is an inside job and mm. it starts right here between God and me and my ability to confess and be honest about really what's going on, um, you know, allows me to have moments of being righteous with one single person. And usually it's our most significant other that those opportunities present themselves all the time mm -hmm. to in fact not be right. And matter of fact, being wrong could actually be the best thing for a relationship, mm. yeah. you know, but it's an inside job. And when God comes, we can hang out and all the good stuff we've done and think that that might, you know, impress God enough. Like, Oh, so don't pay attention to all this over here. We'll just uh -huh. kind of sweep that aside. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I really appreciate this conversation. That's sweet. Well, thanks everyone for joining us for today. Um, tomorrow, let's see what we're reading tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to be First Thessalonians chapter four. Oh, I love this. This is one of my favorites. Um, so can't wait to get to First Thessalonians. Until then, go in peace, everybody, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm -hmm.